listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while while we break break it all down. down Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. My name is Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we get to talk with a woman I found on Instagram called at the Naked Grower. She's also known as Wendy. Um, she caught my eye because I literally feel like she creates this vibe in her grow and she can be naked if she wants with her plants and growing and just like doing her thing and just being a free spirit. And I totally love that. So um, really, we're just excited to pick her brain today and ask her some things about what she does and get to know Wendy a little better. So please welcome her to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Wendy. Hello, thank you so much for having me on. I'm thank you stoked. so much for being here. We are so happy to have you and just pick your brain and ask you all the questions. So let's just dive right in. Tell us where your cannabis journey began. Oh my God, I'm sure this is like a commonly asked question, but I've never been asked that question. Really? really? <laughs> Not on a public platform, no. So. Oh my gosh. Well, let's hear it, sis. Yeah, so I'm an open book from the gate. I'll just let you know that. I love that. I think that's an important part of human connection. Mm-hmm. So um, my cannabis journey began, shockingly enough, after uh, being described antidepressants. Okay. And I tried them and I was like having crazy, like it turns out I'm someone that walks in their sleep. I didn't know. I was oh, <laughs> wow. That's kind of scary. Yeah. And like they brought out that side effect. I didn't like it. And the guy I was dating at the time was like, you should try weed, you know? Yeah. And I did. And I really liked it. And I even told my doctor, like, I'm going to switch to weed for a little while. This is before it was legal. Mm. And she was cool with it. So trying to find it was the journey. And then yeah. to cultivate it uh, became the journey when it became legal. Wow, okay. Wow, that's so cool. So yeah. how did you how did you navigate through like, because I know when I was, I mean, I was more, I was 100% a recreational user before I learned the medicinal properties of it. How did you navigate like strain to strain? Because I know obviously you were probably getting, you don't know what you were getting. Yeah. So did you find certain strains affected you differently in regards to helping you? Or did you feel like it just all put you in a good headspace just because like you no just matter were, what. Yeah, no matter what. I wish. I wish I was like that. Weed's weed, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh my first you actually asked the question that like introduces me to the market, which was that question. Okay. You know, like how do I start getting control over yeah. what I like? Because I had you could just get different people. You guys remember. Like mm-hmm. our kids will never believe us yeah. in the future. Like, <laughs> no. You know, like, <laughs> no I idea. was behind this shady seven eleven and this guy's like, This is purple headband and this is gorilla headband. <laughs> Whatever you pick it, and my first trip to Colorado when I could really pick it, look at like test results and terpenes, and uh, I fell in love with Tropicana cookies. Okay, so that's Oni's cut. I've never tried Bloom's cut, but Oni's cut's sick. It's okay. just the terpene profile hits me. Um, I think it's like 
The average is only 17 or 18% THD, but the terpene profile is like four. What's the dominant terpene? I don't know. I'm okay. Carefully. That's it. Uh, yeah. yeah. That one is my yeah. 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 Really? The way like it sedates your body. Yeah. It does something you. to me that I just, I like. Mm-hmm. I think that's the journey you have to ask people to go on themselves is like, don't worry about what other people like. Like, smoke what you like. What you do know? you like? What does your nose like? What does your, like, flavor profile that you're into? Yeah, definitely Tropicana Cookies is one of my favorite. I'm into citrus. I'm into orange-leaning okay. citruses. See, so. I'm not a big orange girl. Orange yeah, just kind of turned me off a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no shade for me ever. So that's funny. I love that. So we all have our favorite ways to consume. What's your favorite way? And do you have a regimen that you follow, like, in the morning, throughout the day? Yeah, for sure. Um, joints. I got a bunch like rolled over right here. So yay! I've become a joint person as I've gotten older. I try to spare my lungs. Uh, I'm a dab person, but yes. I take a lot of like measured temperature dabs. Yes, low temperature dabs. Yes, smart girl. yes, <laughs> yes. Absolutely smart girl. Yeah. What's your go-to concentrate brand that you like? Divine. Okay. Yes. I'm mm. very, litter box number seven. Did oh, you try that? Oh my gosh. I've literally <laughs> every single person that uses Divine has. I've talked to them about the litter box number seven. There's very few strains that are legends, and I feel like that one has become a legend in my book because you are probably the seventh person I've talked to that's like, oh, that one was a hitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has, like, a chem diesel that's a hitter, too. Ooh. Divine, the gentleman that runs Divine has a good nose. He, okay, I've, I've... that's a what a compliment. It really is, <laughs> you know? and that's true because there hasn't been a divine strain that I have not thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I think that's a good like uh, mark of a brand if they're picky. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, it's a good way to be. I feel like that shows like the quality that the like high expectation of quality that you have as a processor because your patients are the ones mm-hmm. that are gonna you know be receiving it and talking about it, and the fact that. I've talked to seven different people who have no connection to one another and every single person's like, yeah, Litterbox number seven. You know, that's so cool. It really does. So shout out to Divine if y'all are listening to this. No, honestly, it's good, good company. And it's worth the price when you see that. A hundred percent. And like consistency, which I feel like is not a common word you hear in this industry is consistent. No, not even. Not even some of the big brands you'll go see like national brands. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah, it, yes, very, very much so. <laughs> so we all have different things that we love to do when we smoke. What's something that you really enjoy doing after you smoke and you're just like vibing? I like to read. Okay. So just go ahead and put me in the corner and make fun of me because that's my MO. I What's your, what are you reading right now? Oh my God, it's like, the, I've read a lot of shit at once. So Really? I like yeah. that. It's cool. It's cool that people do that. I'm not a reader. I never really have been. And I always wish I was. I just, books are hard. I like, Love listening to books, yeah. but like reading a book, I just Audio my attention book is span. Still good. And so I try to tell people, to yeah, read it is. books are still good because you're expanding your vocabulary. That's no true. Matter. You're hearing words you've never heard before, and that's true. Important. That's true. So Perspective. The alchemist it should stick around on everyone's shelf. Yes. You know, an uh, untethered soul is some fiction I'm reading right now. Ooh. Okay. I and I think I started that book. Yeah, it's kind of like a. Sp- Spiritual manifestation journeys, yes. fiction. You know, I'm like, did so. I finish that? I can't remember. I have it at home. It's but good. Yeah, and then the rest is mostly that. just law. I like to read all the law changes. Okay, so, that's yeah. cool. Wow, <laughs> that's I cool. love that. Yes. So at one point, well, at one point, well, what? I guess we. <laughs> well, I'm asking this question, but she's already answered it. Right. So I was going to ask, at what point did cannabis become more than just smoking? But that's where your journey began. So tell us at what point. State question. 788 passed. So at what point, like, 
in your head did it flip? Was it when it was on the ballot? Was it prior to that that you knew you wanted to grow? How did that journey manifest for you? It was definitely prior to the ballot. I was friends with uh, Chris Hayes, I think is his last name. We always called him Chris Moe, might be his last name. <laughs> a couple of the people that were the older gentlemen that were involved in getting the petition started with uh, the other young lady that was doing it. And mm-hmm. I didn't get the opportunity to really like sit down and have this kind of conversation with yeah. them. But just being in the same room and hearing about it, you started to get a feeling like, well, if the older generation is cool with this, this is probably going to pass. Because I've lived here for a long time. Yeah. I kind of saw the blood in the water, and that's when I went to Colorado and was like, I want to see what it's like to live somewhere where weed is recreationally legal. And the dispensary is what first attracted my attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But I'm not like a professional business student, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I did my best. I opened a few things, and... I just remember someone telling me, like, growing is the hardest part, but I've always been a green thumb. I've always been into agriculture, and I was like, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to do that. And that was the best decision that I made for myself in my whole life. Wow, <laughs> so. Wow. That's so cool. Thank it could you. be so, like, nurturing and therapeutic, too. That's I'm 100% sure. what it did. So it, yeah, like, it takes you, you away, it. and you're just in your own little world. And So with that being said, tell us a little bit about, like, who you are and what you do in so. the cannabis Um, My main goal for cannabis was to become a hub for local farmers. So my industry before cannabis was finance and agriculture. Okay. I also dabbled in the finance for the car industry as well. That was right before cannabis. But early in life, it was agriculture. And I've always had a soft spot for like Oklahoma and the United States agricultural community. where it just is the same kind of saying everywhere. Like you get taught the only way you've been taught, you know? Yes. But me coming from a different culture and background was bringing kind of more of a tropical agriculture into the system because the country I'm from has, like, some of the best coffee in the world. You're from? I'm from Panama. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. Right yeah, so I, I'm used to, like, more of, like, our style of agriculture. So yes. being able to mush those together and still have a community here was cool. Yeah. yeah. And since we just come around, that network has just circled all the way back 180, and now they call me. They're like, we're ready That's to switch so to weed. That's so dope. Like, Let's go switch to weed. So yeah. I specialize in just what I call the whole show, like from administrative to OMMA regulation compliance to growing to That's finishing amazing. and transferring the product at the end. For normal people is the goal, like normal local Oklahomans that want to grow weed and you've just never done it before. And if you've never done it before, I do not suggest that you just go like balls deep. <laughs> spend $250,000 on yes. a commercial grow, you know, because the likelihood yeah. of you failing is still pretty high. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really cool. It's cool that you wear all the different types of hats for the people. Like it's not for like to help somebody start a business, which if they want to do that, that's great. But for somebody like me who has never really been a green thumb, like not never, but like it's not my specialty. It's not where I shine. I'll kill a succulent if I have to, <laughs> um, which is hard to do. But it's cool that you... Like, I would be interested in that to be helped, guided from, like, starting something on my own and really, like, creating my own medicine. Because one day I would like to be able to grow my own and know, like, I grew this and, like, I'm smoking what I've grown and I get to share it with my people. And, like, how fun. Like, that's so cool to say that you harvested a baby and, like, every a lot of people are getting to enjoy so it rad. and connect over it. Like, that's so dope. It changes your experience when you smoke a joint. Genuinely. Mm. Yeah, so that would be the goal. There's all kinds of small diversification projects we have, but one of them yeah. is to just provide easy source information for people that want to even grow one plant from home. That's amazing So I feel like there's a huge lack in that. It's There's so much knowledge on growing that even thinking about trying to dive in, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, can, I just cannot be fucked because it's not my realm and... 
you type you type one thing into Google and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't. She goes for any Google search. You yeah, well, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but cannabis, I feel like, is a pretty deep portal because everyone does also does things so different. So everyone has an opinion on. Yeah. Well, you what know. you're saying um, is kind of what sparked me to start putting it all into the public. Was like, hey, you know, there is no secret to this shit. Like, let's mm-hmm. just do it. Let's all come together and do it. So, a lot of the growers that carry the ego of like, oh man, is this like my thing or whatever? Yes. My joke has always been like, hey, it's just a plant. You're never gonna like, yeah, get me there over something that grows out of the dirt with the sun. Absolutely, we really actually have nothing to do with it. We're just here, co- you know, stewarding its process. Yes, you know? that's so, a great perspective. That's a great yeah, perspective. I, like I love that. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes. And with being business owners or self-sob, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So you said you're from Panama, which is really cool. Were you born there or? Uh, yes, my family was born there as well. My okay. So what's that like for you being an immigrant and like being into cannabis? Were you, is your family cool with it? Were you raised around it? Like what's no. that look like? Okay. Yeah. Tell me about that. Super difficult. Um, it took a while. The more that I've doubled down, the more that I've gained the respect of my family. Absolutely. So I think when it became monetized was when I gained the respect. I think that's something hard to preach to American culture. You know, the culture of people in Panama is just a little more tiger mom style, you know? So my mom was like, if you're going to do something, it's not for fun. Yes. You know, like it's just a hobby and you have to be serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I stopped smoking weed for fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I started, you know, doing it for business. And that's around the time I started to gain those relationships back. Mm -hmm. So I think for some people, if you're having issues with your family over something you really believe in, it's like, just give it some time. Time is your, is your on your side. I agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's good. Time is on your side. Yeah. So have how, so your family's, most of your family, immediate family is here then? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So have you like, what are the, how do you know about the cannabis laws in Panama? Like what's that like there? What's uh, the culture there? Do you know? I mean, you know, it's kind of, it's third, very third world yes. where my family lives. So yeah. the last time we went there was about three years ago. Okay. And uh, it's just, it's not, there aren't really laws like that. Like there aren't people mm-hmm. just kind of haphazardly with extra income, like smoking pot and hanging around, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind mm-hmm. of more where that direction goes. Like if you have weed, no one gives a shit, like good for you. It's just like you that's do your own thing. You're not going to get in yeah. trouble for yeah. it. Yeah. It's always not fascinating to see yeah. other people's cultures throughout the world and how they, what their perspective is like and their culture is like around cannabis because everyone is so different. In Panama, it's a narco culture. Okay. So it's not that, that was where a lot of my pushback came from my family was getting into not associated with like sex and yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, this isn't the like, I'm not in it. the, you know, the illegal drug trade. I'm doing yeah. legal thing. I actually help yes. real farmers, you know. Which so. is so cool. Helping the like farmers. Yeah. I feel like that's such a word that's being phased out by all these bigger corporations these days. But like everything starts and ends with farming and like yeah. these people that are growing, whether it's plants and vegetables, whether it's cannabis, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, 
starts and ends with them. You can grow anything if you can grow weed. Like, I appreciate your outlook on my Instagram page because I've tried to portray, oh, just an outlook of understanding that we don't, you don't have to attach to subculture. You can appreciate subculture and appreciate like where these grassroots came from. But at the end of the day, there were people cultivating cannabis far before the cartel got involved. Yeah, and, yes. you know, mm-hmm. part four, absolutely part four became a drug trade, and we could have the same conversation about avocados too. So I just don't, yeah. I, don't I don't really like to participate in that part of it. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I hear you. Yeah, that's well said. So, okay, you were, we're talking about your Instagram. It's such a vibe, and Salva <laughs> and I awesome. were big yeah. fans of it. Just because <laughs> so it's just like, oh, like you're, <laughs> you're good. It's like a literal exhaustion <laughs> that I spend on this stuff. Like that, so I don't oh, take the compliment. Thank you. Of course. Um, I love that you thrive in there, it seems like, with your plants, and you share energy with them, of course. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do in the grow? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, the running joke for me now is that I'm going to, Start a business that's just like windy vibes with your plants because that's really my favorite thing to do. And yeah. I still this day, to this day don't know why I've been gotten to a point now where I'm comfortable doing it when there are people in the room. But yeah, um, okay, they're totally fucking alive. You know, I don't know how else to say that. I mean, they're really brilliant little things. Yeah. Much more brilliant than we are. Like, if we stood outside, we could not figure out how to make food out of the light rays. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. having that overall structural communication that the plant has if you touch it at your ankles and it understands what's happening down there like we have one brain it has the mm-hmm. whole body's the brain mm-hmm. you know that's crazy so yeah. any plant room I mean I've seen it play out but I try not to get too much into the woo I just think that having a positive energy is important when you're with the plants so mm. my favorite thing to do is like kind of dance with them get a good funk going like yeah, a song that yeah. I, like. I feel like we see that through your page like it's, it's that's definitely what's i happening. love i love connecting with other creators who uh-huh. are raw and like what you see is actually what you are in person and that's literally what you are like what i see that's mm-hmm. what i feel from you and that's yeah, so i love that. that it's so beautiful it's so raw and it's like it's hard. Everyone says social media is so like fake and it's hard to make connections, but like it's really not. I feel like a lot of the people that you gravitate towards and what you want to feed your brain and your eyes is what you see. And like Brandon and I are very raw in what we do. Like we're very like, this is how we are. If I have a double chin, like that's how I am. I'm (laughs) not going to like, you get me how I am. You know what I mean? I think where the fake comes from is people get so captured in the veil of life and it's like, Makeup didn't used to really matter. We made it matter mm-hmm. somehow. Back in the day, makeup was just like, if you wore makeup, you fucking wore makeup, you know? Yeah. But now it's like, don't cover up your pimples. Who cares? It's like, but if that's her prerogative or if that's your prerogative yes. or whatever, mm-hmm. the issue should be not caring once you see her in real life. Yes. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like Tim Burton is drawing movies based off what's in his mind. So if she's creating yes. something based off what she wants to see, let, yes. let that happen. We've yes. been editing models in Vogue for Years, ever right? yeah yeah. So yeah i think that's the issue is getting people to separate that and it's like look past the things that help her stay secure or help him stay mm-hmm. secure and look more into like the overall point of the photo and sometimes when you do that you can find the soulless pages like what the yeah. opposite yes of that. yes the ones that really are just random people posting whatever yeah and i feel like time. like with your page it's so cool because i don't see like i see the pictures but i feel the energy oh cool. that's what's up and that's what i feel like that's what speaks volumes and yeah. that's 
why we invited you on because your energy spoke I for know. itself. It's like you're beautiful. If you're you're I so had, beautiful, but your energy. Own, yes, if I had my own grow, that would be me in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a. I walk <laughs> around my house that way. Like I'm I will lucky. vibe to my music. And there, yeah, Dude, it's, it's, so it's like dope. what you're saying. I haven't ever done that before, but like I know I would thrive. Oh, I can only imagine. I would literally be you know? frolicking through the grow. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, the energy I feel is amazing. So if there's any growers listening right now, the fantasy ends and you had to actually work. Like, okay, hang on. I know I look right. good right now and I'm comfortable. I got to water these fucking plants. <laughs> I need to use all this equipment. Let me put some shoes on. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. I know, uh, like, the funny part about capturing photos for my Instagram is it took me ages to remember to take my shoes off. I would always have on like clunky ass. That's work so shoes funny. Honestly, <laughs> that's awesome. It's like you always have shoes on. You might drop a pump or something. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. The toes always have to be secure. <laughs> Amen. Things you're learning. <laughs> I know it's real. Yeah. So I know this is probably going to be a hard question because all of your babes probably hold a very special place in your heart. But what is your favorite strain at the moment of yours that you're smoking on? Okay. And I say at the moment because everything is right now. No, absolutely. So uh, I recently got some Three in the Pink. Okay. Robot Farmer. Okay. And it is like one of the most impressive smokes I've ever had. It was sicko mode. I was like, holy Mm. shit, I'm really high right now. I'll take some more of that. I I remember smoking my first Robot Farmer strain and somebody left me like some butt of it. And it was to this day. And that was like, I can, that was Two years ago, almost to this day, I can say that was one of the <clears throat> best strains I've smoked because it was a full entourage effect. And like, I felt the waves go through my body uh, of it. I need some of that. I know. I if, J- if Josh and the guys from Robot are listening right now, like, they have dank fucking weed. They are, it's, it's not, beautiful. Uh, that situation where you're like, oh, they just kind of, you know, have all of this doubt and millions of dollars pumped in. That's why they have mm-hmm. it. Like, no, the dude just has soul. A motherfucker can grow some pot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that is the first. He smoked me out once on some potato runs that I literally was like, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get there? Peace out. Yes. Oh, 100% I get there. Um, did I say that weird? No, I forgot. <laughs> I gotta go. No, I have to go. <laughs> Are you looking at me weird or is that just my eyes? Yes. <laughs> Are my eyes crossing? I'm gonna fucking go. As I say that? Yeah. <laughs> So All right, I'm I out agree. Of here. Robot has some dank weed, and I've uh, had I went and got a whole bunch of their weed here recently. Now, my own personal that I've been smoking on is Daily Grape Nine. Ooh, uh, tell me about it. Daily Grape Nine is in-house genetics that was pheno hunted by Daniel from Belief Cannabis, which is here in Oklahoma. Okay, uh, the dude just you know Rasta rip fire like crazy grower, so sick like. I don't know what it looks like, but I see it in my head, him just like in a hammock, like chill yes. And you call him and he's like, what do you need? It's <laughs> yeah. a great visual. I see it in my head. I don't even know this person. My yeah. retirement. So, <laughs> right. I get, we get our cuts from him because he's the official pheno hunter for in-house genetics. Okay, he's that's cool. good taste. I like his taste. That daily grape will make you feel like someone is giving you a... Nervous system massage or something. Ooh. Yeah. Really <laughs> I need that. Hey, okay. and the guys from Robart complimented me on it. So wow. Oh, throw that out there. Well, yeah. I love that. Well, hell yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Sorry, guys. You're going to be like, no. That is a compliment. And you take it and you run with it. Yeah. Like, and you tell everyone. We love to hear it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay. How did you decide what strains that you wanted to grow? Was there a specific process that you went through to pick or pick out or did each seed like have a certain history to it? No, there's definitely a process. So, um, I only will run 
what I know are like definitely legitimate genetics, like Mike's exotics mm-hmm. or in-house, like we talked about, clear water, uh, things that are legitimate. And then a lot of the times how those genetics get into these states legally are by setting up like a good relationship with a really excellent grower, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't pop seeds often. I do, you yeah. know, but definitely not. I don't pheno-hunt as often as like the average probably male grower would. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, at this moment, I'm more kind of looking for what we already have on the market that's kind of sexy. Yeah. And then I have some seeds coming that are going to be popped available probably the end of 2022, that genetics that are cool. going to be really sexy. Oh. That's going to be like the ones we fun- pheno hunt. So yeah. the current show on Instagram now is a pheno hunt, which are seeds. Okay. So. That's cool. Wow. The whole process. I know. That's that's, that is really exciting because you get to really like do the research behind what you want and the experience you want and like the experience you get to create essentially. Well, and that you can get, that information is actually pretty reliable on the internet, especially Leafly is a great subject matter engine Mm -hmm. where they call it search engine, but genetic, the reason why genetics are so important is so that you can Google it and get that accurate history, you Mm -hmm. know? So if you guys ever know anyone that likes to change the names of their genetics or whatever, like tell them to shut up and stop doing (laughs) it. Shut up. (laughs) You want to be able to get an accurate Google search and slap them. (laughs) Slap them. Um, So tell us a little bit about how you grow. We know everyone has their own craft and does their own thing and, you know, everyone has their hands in something different. What is something that you are like, that's my thing? Um... My thing is definitely, I. you're going to hate me, so I'm so sorry that this is my answer, but <laughs> my thing is really just not having one. I am re- I love hopping around. That's amazing. A hobbyist. I, you don't even need to say don't hate me. No, I that's. That I, I think, I yeah. think that's smart because that makes you more open and that makes you more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I mean, you're just like trusting the process, yes. you know, and yourself and like the natural ways and organically doing it mm-hmm. and moving. I mean, I can understand sometimes, sometimes things don't thrive with structure and it, I feel like it depends on, you know, who you are. Yeah. And you're like fluid. That's what, what you, I'm looking for. It's very yeah. fluid. That works for you. Yeah. No, 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 you're good. No, you're that's good. like something I would see myself doing. Like, I don't really know, but like, I'm just rolling with it. Do with what yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm drawn with to. Growing is kind of a craft that you can change things up a little. So, Maybe perhaps someone that's been cooking for a long time can enter a kitchen with raw ingredients and be more attuned mm-hmm. than someone that yeah. is used to hamburger helper. Yes. Yeah. So for growing for me, it's like once I know, once you really truly understand the cycle of cannabis uh, and how similar it is to normal plants, then the rest is just applicable information. So I've switched from soil to cocoa to now I grow 100% grow damn blocks, which is still hydroponic, but there's no physical medium in a lot of those. Okay. And those are like test rooms that I run that I don't always put on the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I'm figuring something out, I'd like to have my grace period before the internet comes from Yes. Me, you know? Yes, so, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we try to switch it up. I switch up lights all the time. I have different, different style, HPS, LED, I mean, all kinds of different companies. Um, a few that are actually sending me some to test out now because they caught wind of my hobbyist style. Oh, that's like, really cool. It's it's unique because Thank I feel you. like yeah, when people do unique. it, they stick to it. But you're well, one you're in it for the you're the people, the farmers, the the individualistic yes. growers. I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah. But it's also cool that you are so fluid. That way, it's like because every cut, every whether it's the same strain, you grow it. 
10 different times every single time you grow it. It's a completely different strain. Yeah, when you change up those factors, especially the soil, like the growth medium itself, you're going to get a different outcome. Let's take a second to talk about the newest addition to Noble Nectar's products line, Sub. It's the Drizzle Solventless Rosin line that we are so excited about. So with solventless rosin, this concentrate is created using a solventless technique, meaning they use just ice and water. And really it's my go-to type of concentrate. I totally agree. And we have definitely been exploring the world of dabs and their consistencies. And this year, Noble Nectar, they created four different versions of their special holiday kits. A quick rundown includes the Flawless Concentrates Live Resin Kit with strains like Cherry Diesel Diamonds and Grease Monkey Plasma. The Cartridge live resin kit with strains like white cherry wedding cake and peanut butter sunrise along with the new drizzle solventless concentrate kit with strains like lava cake rosin and my favorite papaya melons to name a few and lastly the cartridge combo kit which includes live resin and live rosin options that you can choose from they even include their famous noble nectar batteries that are the quality ones that brandon and i have loved we love them so much and you will be able to purchase these kits at an Oklahoma dispensary near you. So be sure to follow Noble Nectar Extracts on Instagram for more info. Now let's get back to the episode. And it's that's so cool to be able to experiment with because yeah. I mean as a as a green thumb and as somebody who does this as their livelihood, like I would love that shit. Like I'm yeah. just thinking about like what you go through and I'm like, holy shit, that would be so, it's like a constant challenge. Yeah. They're long days, but they're fun. They f- they're like fulfilling days. And yeah. that's what's important yeah. is like, I read something, it was actually in the bathroom that says you should never have to take a vacation from your life. And that I was like, holy shit. Like for the first time in my life, I'm like, I don't need a vacation. Like, yes, I would love to go to the mountains. Don't get it twisted. But like, I don't yes. need a vacation. Like I don't need a break from life because I'm genuinely happy with like where I am and what I'm doing because it's fulfilling. Yeah, long-term fulfillment. Yes. Having which that is, foresight. So. Which is amazing. Yeah. Getting breaks and vacations are necessary. Absolutely. No, absolutely <laughs> necessary. <laughs> absolutely. So taking pride in your flower, I know you do that. Do you have a specific moment that, you, that comes to mind whenever um, your cup has been really full with like a patient story or, or something like that? Hmm. Or anything that was just like rewarding? I do actually. So um, a recent crop I put a lot of love into and I was really excited when it came down because it just smelled so amazing. And um, a lot of it I just kind of didn't go put out into the public. I kept it private. I smoked it for myself. So I'm not going to like reveal any situational details here. I'm just going to tell the story kind of blank. But I'm sitting at a table with some people that really know how to grow weed. Mm -hmm. And one of them is holding the container that had my weed in it. And they open that about to roll up, and the, the whole table's like, holy shit, man, you brought some stink. And he's like, this is Wendy's last crop. And that's when it kind of hit me that, like, I did have some weed that could come to the table. Yeah, That's you know? dope, dude. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? That's so cool. Oh, uh, yeah, because I was sitting in the corner. I was like. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, inside panicking, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, please don't say anything. But then you're like, also, please tell me, like, how is it? And then they say that, and it's like, oh, shit, that's, like. It is what you were expecting, yeah. but you know, sometimes self-doubt like whispers in your ear and yeah. you're like, okay, well, fuck, maybe I should humble myself. Yeah, no, I do. I'm a very humble person. Like I, a guy I used to do business with, I know, I'll never forget. He would always introduce me as a humble one, but um, <laughs> I was going somewhere. I forgot my train of thought. That's my fucking biggest. Uh, so Brandon's, constant. Fine, <laughs> Brandon's constant. Brandon's um, constant. I was saying, you were saying a patient story. That's something that came to mind. Oh, oh so that was yeah. really So funny. a guy that I used to do business with, he... He said this saying that was pretty cool, which was, you know, the only way you learn how to grow is dead plants. 
And, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's the fucking truth. Like, you have to go through a lot of different crops. So Mm -hmm. just even before, you know, working with current people I work with and past and before then, I mean, it's still the same. It's just growing weed. Yeah. It's just, like, sometimes your environment changes. Sometimes the the, the environment you have to come in is different or existing conditions are different or maybe the plants got treated bad before they made it to you or whatever. Right. At the end of the day, it's just... Being willing to be like, yeah, fuck these plants up, you know? Yes. Yeah, I'll learn <laughs> from that, and then I hope I don't do it the next time. And then yeah. you don't. You and know? then you roll with it. I feel like that's also a good attitude to have because if you're like, ah, oh, these plants, and you start stressing about it, your next is, like, it just kind of, tr- it's a trickle effect, you mm-hmm. know? And it's that energy you put out into the plant when they know you're stressed, they're going to be stressed. Yeah. And so. It's hard, and not to mention, it's just harder to get anything done. Yes, well, you know, absolutely. Your house is dirty, and you're like mad cleaning. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about being a woman in the cannabis industry. How has that been? Have there been any hurdles that you've had to overcome as a woman? What's that been like for you? Um, similar to other male-dominated industries that I've worked in in the past. So, uh, you got to stick with your shit. If you know what you like to do and you think that you're good at what you do, the only difference between men and women is the ability to stick to our shit. Yeah. You know, so I've been in situations where I didn't win and I stuck to my shit and I still didn't win. And like on the outside, the story of that would be like, oh, how unfair that was for her. But on the inside, it just feels like, okay, I lost that one round. I'm just going to go back and look at my cards and replay and maybe go do a different business move and see if I lose that round, you know, and instead of us taking it so personally and like falling down and dying, just kind of try yes. to take a hit and get back up. So yeah. That's what you got to do if you're yeah. going to be a woman in, in anything. Roll mm-hmm. with the punches. Yeah. That's yeah. great. You have really great perspective I and I appreciate that Thank about you. you. It's, it's, it's very Depression. refreshing. It's very, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Don't yeah. suggest. Don't yes. Suggest. Yes. Yeah. So for someone listening, specifically woman, do you have any advice in getting into like growing into the cannabis industry? Growing specifically, yes. Take some space wherever you have it that you can to practice and practice. Because if you're going to have a craft, um, I guess we don't want to get too deep into like the politics of this, but something that men do really well that I respect is they take something and they, they, they'll let that become their lifelong fucking skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I met guys that I thought were crazy that I'm like, you're still under the hood of that Subaru, but that's what that dude liked to do. That's what he liked to do. You yeah. Know? And, and he's like, killing it. Yeah. Fixing Subies. Yeah. And if you want to like learn a, ta- learn a skill cause of a guy, then whatever, and take your useless skill. But if you do something cause you like it, then formulate that as your lifelong goal to cultivate that skill. And, um, if you get over it in a year or two and you want to find another one, be okay with that too. Yeah. yeah. Be open-minded with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The human experience. And we shouldn't be so hard on, hard on ourselves. Yeah. Because guys and stuff are going to be really hard on us. So mm-hmm. our yeah. voice should be easy on yes. us. Yes. And yeah. I feel like society just kind of like has this like nine to five working corporate or, you know, like how kind of we've always been raised in a box. But I feel like our generation has been very different in that like. No, you can just roll with the punches and just trust your intuition and get where you need to be. It might just take a little bit longer than the person next to me who got the 4.0 GPA in high school and college and took the 9 to 5 route and is doing great things. Yes, absolutely. We do need people like that still, but we're just on way different paths. And I feel like if you have a perspective like that where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to roll with it and I'm just going to be open and just go with the flow, you're more likely to have 
happiness, but also success naturally. Yeah, I think so. You know, because it just comes to you and it's not something that you have to stress about. Yes, absolutely. Really? I'm really impressed with this next generation. I don't know how old you guys are. I don't care. Don't want to know because it's probably younger than me. But... (laughs) What I will say is that <laughs> Now I'm curious, never, but I won't ask on the mic. We'll I've, talk after. Yes, afterward, please, a few ladies. I've never gotten probably better just social and general treatment than, like, the last, like, three years of my life. Yeah. So yeah. this next generation is excited to, like, be fucking alive and stuff. And I think that all comes with a balance. Yes. We all have depression and stuff. I guess. Yes. yes. We all have no. demons. We all have yeah. ruts we have to get out of. As yes. Well. It's just general, like, intake. I like it. It just seems to be very inclusive and open now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of those people that's like, fuck these next kids. I'm like, let's go these next kids, you know. They're yeah. really going to determine our future, to be honest. Like, at one point, we're going to be old, and they're going to be the ones running the game. And yeah. we're going to be like, fuck, what's the youth like? But it's cool that they're not like that. Like, they want ownership, and they want a piece at the table. Yeah. And they're like, we're the ones. They know that they're the ones that can make the difference, so they're doing it. Yeah. Instead of just sitting back and waiting for somebody else to do it for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Love that. So let's flip the script a little bit. We talked about um, your family and the dynamic that you guys have. So what's it like now? Do are they inclusive? Do your does your family consume? Yes. Okay. So what's yeah. that like? Have you consumed oh with your family? Like I know because I, I've only my taken a gummy with my dad. Us, it's okay. <laughs> I've only consumed a gummy with my dad, and I know for me that was like a huge like what the fuck? I can't believe I just consumed a gummy. with, And it was nothing crazy. It was like 25 milligrams CBD, 10 milligrams THC. My dad like has just always had like a built up tolerance for medications and stuff. But it was like a, holy shit, I can't believe I was the first sibling to do this. So yeah. what's that been like for That's you? That's the God's gift. For yes, me. absolutely. <laughs> right, dad is a house closet uh, pothead. Oh, I love that. So now I just supply the weed. Ah, yes, you do. <laughs> house closet. <laughs> Mom's like the, you know, I'll take the creams, but none of the hard shit. Like, yeah, I don't yes. like it matters. Uh-huh. But so the, the mom, the first time my mom smoked with me was when I was like, oh, I'm the golden child. And I brought it up in front of my <laughs> sisters, and I thought she was going to beat my ass. I was ready to take it too. I'm like, <laughs> I know she, I'd still let her beat my ass. So she looked at me and she's like, that doesn't have to be public information. <laughs> how many so. are you, how many girls are in your family? Two older sisters. Okay. So you're the baby. Yeah. Okay. I'm the baby too. Yeah. I love that. I'm when one I, of four girls. Nice. So I understand the sister vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to like rub it in their face. I'm like, you believe what mom did with me. <laughs> but she caught me by the ear and was like, I did not. She's lying. And we walked away and. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely say the same. And it was, I was telling somebody a story earlier. My dad or my mom called me earlier and she, or the other day and was like, so I have a funny story for you. And I was like, oh yeah, what is it? And she goes, so your dad was filling out a survey and it, or uh, filling out a profile and it asked a security question and it said, who's, and he said, I'll let, who's your favorite child? Subba, of course, and my mom looks over, and they just both started laughing, and nobody said anything, and I was like, well, duh, we all knew I was the favorite, so it's so funny that you say that, because I can relate. Well, I guess I, in my head, I think I'm the favorite. I know it's my sister, Deanna, so I think I'm just the most bold, so they, they come to me for the thing, the hard things. That, yeah. yeah. I, I understand The youngest that. is, I feel like, is usually the boldest. Yeah. The oldest is too, but the youngest. And, and it depends. It depends, yeah. It's a different kind of bold. Yeah, yeah. it is a different kind of bold. Yeah. It's you bold, but it's different. Bullshit, bold. Yeah. We're, we're like starting the shit bold. <laughs> Do you have a problem with that lady? I'll handle this. Excuse me. <laughs> you have to have someone like that in your circle. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> really. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so um, via Instagram, you have a rocking body and the whole world <laughs> on Instagram. Beautiful. <laughs> 
But um, what's your workout routine like? Like, what do you do to take care of yourself? And okay. why is that important to you? Yoga. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if that's gay to say No. That. No, not at all. We've actually been talking yeah. about getting back into yoga. Dude, I yeah. vibe with yoga in my house after I smoke and stretch so much. Yeah. I have some pretty intense core strength. Yeah? So I like to... Uh, do practical workouts and yoga is one of them because well, the grow is a lot of workout. Yes. A lot of the back muscles and stuff come from just constant lifting things up. You're yeah. lifting up water and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. equipment. But the yoga keeps everything right. Yeah. Yes. You know, so I always like to do yoga with like guys or something and just watch them be like, fuck I can't hold myself up anymore and you're like over here killing it one finger pinky Uh, you don't have any core strength yes core is everything look strong or whatever but you had to actually be when it when it hits you and the the sheetrock's falling like can you hold that up or not like those are the questions that you ask yourself so how long have you been doing yoga for oh my god since I was when I was 16 I got diagnosed with scoliosis and that's when like my whole family was like here goes Wendy with this you know alternative lifestyle and I'm like it's fucking yoga <laughs> there goes Wendy yeah. I love that that's you know so that funny. kind of shit so I just kept it up because it makes me feel good like I knew that's that amazing. right from the gate yeah first time I did it I'm like I feel awesome yeah so I love that that's awesome <laughs> yeah You're I also awesome, love Wendy. your name yeah. I feel like it's such a pretty like classic name classic. but you don't hear it yeah. you don't hear it and it's yeah. so I, I literally just, don't know Wendy except for you I have a Asian woman's name so yeah. I just take it and run yeah. with it yeah. what are your sister's names Ruth and Deanna D-I-A-N-A so, but my mom's name is Indira ooh that's you know? beautiful so she wanted us to be American yeah. hardcore she was ready to come yeah to Wendy <laughs> yeah she was Wendy that's yeah. funny you are my first Wendy I know that's pretty cool cool yeah I hope you're the only Wendy I ever know (laughs) truly I I only know that redheaded bitch I don't know a lot (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about that for a second I was like wait (laughs) pause be that for Halloween and now it's time yes time has come (laughs) secure enough (laughs) (laughs) finally So food with, it's kind of following Brandon's question. Food's a hard thing when it comes to health and cannabis, especially when you smoke and you're high. Um, What's some advice you can give on like healthier heating habits for fellow cannabis listeners like myself that can benefit (laughs) from? And what are some of your go-to snacks and meals that are like on the healthier end? So I think it's important to be healthy whenever you're talking about food to not ever correlate your weight with that conversation, Mm -hmm. you know? So go for things that make you feel good good and understand that like if it comes from the fucking ground you're gonna feel better you know and yes. I am not a vegetarian or a vegan I love meat but yeah. um I also understand that like oranges are the best vitamin c you can get and yes. um I'm a scrawny bitch but I work 365 days a year yeah. and I don't get sick often when I got COVID I was actually plum fucking shocked that I yeah. got COVID so um it's like it's a little one meal at a time decisions mm-hmm. like you wake up Think about that meal. You're hungry. Yes. Again, think about that meal. You know, and like then be I'm, intentional about. Yeah, like, yeah. am I gonna go to McDonald's or am I just gonna get this salad and just like call it good with this clean meat from my house? I'm gonna cook this steak at my house or whatever. Because like, it's not the kinds of food that's the problem. It's usually just the preparation. The preparation is the hard part. Honestly, I'm I'm victim of that. Like oh, after a long day, victim. I just can't be. <laughs> 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 
I am a victim of it. Or I guess a culprit. I shouldn't say victim. I'm a culprit. Victimizing myself. <laughs> really? Yeah, pause. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I am self I don't know why I'd used that microwave. I'm so lost. Like, everyone does it. I'm a victim. I'm a culprit. All right, y'all. Quit hating on me. Anyway. I had to help you out. Yeah, I know. If I wouldn't stop you, everyone would think you're a victim. I'm not a victim, okay? I am a culprit of my own decisions. No, we're, we're a victim of big big agriculture Ugh, so that's okay and that's something i've been trying to avoid that conversation as we've gone but you are a victim in a weird way yeah honestly i will say i've been i've been trying to be more mindful of, of this year as to where i get my fruits and vegetables from and like just even hearing about how people create fake lettuce and shit now and i'm like what <laughs> that's possible dude it's somebody was telling me about that the other day about how you can create fake lettuce that literally you break it apart and it looks like real lettuce i'm not yeah, cr- yeah. She, yeah she knows what i'm talking about yeah something like that it's crazy i know they can do it with mm. meat it's yeah. crazy i'm down with that i think that's cool you think we it's cool we need to quit farming so much yeah like meat <laughs> Yeah, me. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. no, I see what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, <laughs> my mind just like went. Yeah, else so for a making it like a lab, I think is what you're saying. That kind of shit. Yeah. yeah, but to me, I think the concern is like what all the other stuff they put in our food that that's probably just makes us yeah. into it. So then, when we try real food, we're like, oh, that's what real food tastes like. Like, yeah, I Skittles. I want Skittles. Well, and it's like even going to a different country. <laughs> I want Skittles. That's real. Yeah. It's like going to natural grocers and getting the off-brand Teddy Grahams. And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> They're so good. They are really good. But you know what I mean? Like the one-off yeah. chance that you try something yeah. in your life. I know. You know? And it tastes not right. Like the, okay, I this I can say, the Oreos I got from natural grocers, the quote-unquote Oreos, they were not good. And uh, granted, the chocolate was not the Oreo chocolate. Or whatever it is, <laughs> but it was not fucking good. Um. I digress. <laughs> okay, so you seem like you're a grounded person for the most part and like in tune with yourself, which I love because I can definitely relate to that and I have my own practices and whatnot. What do you, practices do you like abide by to keep yourself grounded and like just in line? Yeah, I Thank you for that compliment. I appreciate that yeah. compliment. Um, I've been given that compliment before by somebody that held a lot of weight for um, a woman. That I hope she's listening right now because she'll know who she is. And that means a lot because that's an active daily practice. Yes, it's a discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I know me, and I know if I don't, I know where I'll go, and it's not here. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. not where I should be. So yeah. um, breathing and I don't like to throw the word meditation around because everybody takes that differently. But my own form of meditation is just taking the time to, like, focus on my breathing. And I'll do that throughout the day, six in, six out, seven in, seven out, and only focus on that. And I think giving your brain a little break from, like, all this shit we have to think about all the time. You know, it gives you a chance to start to get it lined up one at a time again instead of, like, the overload of life. Yeah. You know, that's good. Life's a lot. Life is a lot. That's real as fuck. And to be able to disconnect, I feel like... A lot of people don't know how to disconnect from that and, like, find a place. So this year, my place has been the pond. So, like, I've gotten into fishing a lot lately. And that's been, like, my release. So I'll leave my phone. I mean, I'll have it with me, but it'll be upside, on silent, do not disturb. But, like, that one hour, two hours that I'm on the pond, I'm not trying to be on my phone because that's my release. That's my meditation to get away and just, like... Even if I'm not casting, if I'm not doing anything, just being out there and like pedaling and just being like almost one with the water is like, unlike anything else, it's just, it's, 
peaceful. Yeah. And it's like mind numbing. Like I don't, I'm not, my frequencies in my brain are nothing except for peaceful and calm. And like, how did you get into fishing? My boyfriend actually. So, um, we were in Red River and I'd never been fishing before. And he was like, you want to go fishing? And I was like, okay. And I was wearing waders that were too big for me. They were like, I think a size nine in men's waders or something. And we were in a stream and the mountains were behind in Red River, New Mexico is where we were. And I caught two golden or two rainbow trout in the wild that day. And Nick caught none. And like, it was just a really... It was like a prime. It was a primal feeling. Well, that too. (laughs) But it was a very primal feeling. Like man has done this since the beginning of time to get food and to be able to do that in the wild with the mountains behind me. And there's like no pond. Like these fish are literally floating from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the mountain. You know what I mean? It was just really cool. And so then ever since then, it just kind of like slowly trickled. But I feel like as of this last year, I've like really dove in pretty deep, and I fish. Probably five and like, times they a live week. On, so they live on land. Yeah. And so they have so the opportunity that. to like to, have yeah. multiple yes. bodies of water, which gives them the luxury yes. of being able to fish every single day if they want to whenever yes. they want. Yes, and I'm super grateful for yeah. that. So my boyfriend's family has upkept the land and like they have a ton of fish and they take care of the whole ecosystem of the ponds and it's really cool. But yeah, I'm grateful to be able to do that. And that's been a huge, huge like, I feel like, thing for me this year not as just not even just as like a hobby which I feel like I've gotten really passionate about but just to disconnect and detach and do something that's mind-numbing and just like I don't have to be here I just am like one with whatever and we're able to open up your options a little yeah yeah I feel like women are very sometimes we can be a little one-sided on how we do things it's like do something you don't know you would like you never know dude and it's funny because like every time I'm out there I'm always the only girl with grown-ass men and Brandon can attest (laughs) to that I'm always the only girl with grown-ass men and they're always like oh hey Saba you like they're so surprised that I show up every like Saturday morning at like 7 a.m I'm there and they're like oh oh hey Saba and I'm like hey boys you ready and like it's so funny I'm always the only one with them in the boat like it's it's so fun though and I feel like it's it's cool connecting with an older generation because um like one of the guys that we'll fish with is an ex ex federal cop and so or federal agent and he was like really nice guy super Christian like really really great dude so Saba what do you do oh I work in cannabis nothing and he's like oh well what what do you do oh you know like I have a podcast and so I'm going on and on and since then I've chipped away at Joe and so now he asks more questions and is it's just cool to be able to bond with somebody that I would have never crossed paths with probably busted people you know like yeah it's good so it's crazy to even like have that conversation with that generation yeah for sure yeah developing a skill it comes with a lot of positives which is that people that you would have never talked to before yeah it's awesome so what piece of advice would you give to someone who is wanting to get in tune with themselves or is feeling out of alignment and the ruts that you can't get out of what do you find that you're like these are the things, the combust things of that, I, that I need to do to pull myself out of this. Um, stop comparing yourself to other people. It's a huge one. That's like yes. the most cliche thing on the planet, but it's the truth. So uh, I have this saying about like what your network looks like in connection to your family and yourself and everything, but it all starts in that center with you. So taking the time to easy on yourself 
have real conversations with yourself yeah. and then not comparing yourself to others. I see so many like 21, 22 year old girls that are like upset that they're lost in life. And I'm like, you're fucking 22. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you're literally learning life and you're yeah. figuring it out because I know you don't where even I know was. what you like. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, really, yeah. really. you have your body hasn't even fully developed. Like yeah. you think you've gone no. through puberty. Like my body didn't even develop until I was literally 25 when I started gaining weight in places that I was like, Oh shit. I've never seen that before. <laughs> What the fuck know. is happening? Whatever's in the milk now, yeah. they're developed. Literally. Their, men, their minds are not fully developed. No. You know, your no. mind is yeah. not fully developed until you're like 27. Dude. So change That your mind. is real. Change yeah. your fucking mind four or yeah. five times. And yeah, with that it's new okay. Flow. Oh, and it's okay. the pressure that I feel like, like, again, social media is such a thing and it's the comparisons, but like the pressure that I feel like sometimes the youth feels that I'm like, there literally is none. If I could go back in my 20s right now and tell myself to chill the fuck out, I would love to do that. Smoke some weed. More weed. Not some weed, more weed. Forgetting to know that really that pressure's always been there. Yes. We had the same pressure. It was so different. Like all my American experience growing up was not good. Yeah. You know, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, it's a totally different. I don't know exactly who did it, but somebody oh. opened the doors for like a ethnic beauty in this country and this this is recent you know mm-hmm. so in mm-hmm. the early 2000s it was very girl next door and that's a hard environment to grow up in in high school around here if you're ethnic you know yeah so i think that like now more than ever we have this chance to not be hard on ourselves since i just wish this younger girls wouldn't because there's no reason to yeah we're dangerous when we're broken like you don't need to yeah. you know you need people that are around you that care about you and right. are willing to help you do better in life and as women we have to come together to do that together yeah so that's a full hey, circle energy yes. baby i try oh, to just yeah. put on all the chicks that i can and hope that they see like that real genuine vibe coming back from me because yeah as you should i own that my sexuality on my brand and with my business and uh, some of the products you guys will end up seeing in the future you'll see that I really just think that like women we if we want to be equal then we just have to behave that way right yes. so this is just probably one of the few female brands in Oklahoma that uses sex to sell their product but it's my sex yeah you yeah know? it's not it's this guy's behind me like it's mine Amen. right so yeah that's real yeah and like you don't that. have to give it yes you know you can just be um in charge of it yeah yeah you be know? in charge yeah. bam wham bam thank you ma'am <laughs> i love that well i think this wraps up today's episode yeah, yeah sorry we went on no oh, that was great honestly yeah. such a great on, conversation i just looked down i was like oh shit 50 minutes went by already that's crazy that's wild was so uh, fast. thank you so much wendy yeah. for being here today and thank just thank you for allowing me yes uh, awesome your yeah. energy was mm-hmm impeccable chef's kiss <laughs> yes you. you guys stay tuned to the instagram page because yes big things coming in the future so yeah yeah we're excited too yeah with her saying that guys please go give wendy a follow it's at the naked grower on instagram and show her all the love because she is phenomenal thank you guys for tuning in today's to today's episode and as always brand stay medicated Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.